Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I just feel like the Cowboys are the Airbnb of the NFL, dude, and people are just in and out of there. Danny Shelton, um... You know, he kind of looks like uh, Maui from that Disney movie. Kind of yeah, um, those fat boys. They get lazy when they get paid. <laughs> Pigs get I'm fed, that- hogs get slaughtered. We got an 18 game season this year, bud. So you can't be nine and seven. Welcome to the season two premiere of the NFC East feast. As always, it's your boy Brian, joined by my it's your co- boy George, there dude. Sorry to cut oh, you no, off. Oh, you're man. excited. I am- so excited, dude. Season two of the NFC East Feast. We in here, dude. We in here, bro. Can't wait to talk a little bit about the Washington football team, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants. And last but not least, uh, we got to talk about Philly, bro. We got to talk about Philly, but can't wait, man. Before we get into football, man, can you believe we've been doing this for a year? I think it's pretty cool. Um, but let me let me uh, signify our one year. Um, last year on the first episode, I... Uh, I drank a tall boy, as many of you know, Reef Donkey, and I. we are back at it. First of all, thank you all. I think season one was like 26 episodes. We, great turnout. Thank you all so much for listening, and and, I, and that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I need to get into football, George, because you know that my Dallas Cowboys opened up the season in Raymond James Stadium. Couldn't give us a harder game. Tampa Tom and the boys are going to get the Super Bowl banner at Ray J. It's going to be rough and rowdy. I wish I had enough money to go to the game, but I certainly will be watching. I want to start with you, man. Do you think my Dallas Cowboys stand any chance against the defending champs? You know, that's a great question. And honestly, Brian, that's a very easy question, my dude. Is it? They have no chance. (laughs) They have absolutely no chance to win this game. The only thing that they could do is put up points. And that's what you want to see. You want to see the boys and Dak put up points. Against this defense, yes, that will be difficult. The DBs, you know, middle of the road, they're rushing D, number one in the league. You know, so you're not going to run the ball. No. Uh, I, I'd love to see Zeke put up 80 yards. Yeah. That would be promising. But no, you're not going to be able to control the clock of this game. Your defense just has so many questions. The back end, obviously atrocious last year. We'll see what they do this year. It'll be a homecoming for Tom. And it's gonna be bad, bro. It's gonna be bad. Bad? Come on, yeah. man. I, I know, I know. Our, our boy Lud's gonna be on the show later, and he's gonna agree with you. But I really am a homer, so I'm gonna say we have a chance. I think the Dallas Cowboys. One thing we did last year in Dak Prescott's games, where he started before he went down with the injury, we put up points, man. We put up points in yeah. numbers, yeah. and. By no means am I going to disrespect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' elite rushing defense and say that we're going to come in there and pound the rock and control the clock. Absolutely not. If I could get 100 total yards rushing between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, I will say three Hail Marys and an Our Father because we're going to need all the prayers we can get, bro. But I think um, Tom Brady's going to start off hot. I, I truly think you're going to find God in this game, bro. I'll be honest. I hope so, man. I've been listening to the new Kanye album, and I found <laughs> God uh, last night. But I, I hope we find it next Thursday night in Tampa Bay. I think Tom's going to be fast and furious. They're going to pick up right where they left off. Antonio Brown, 
Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I'm out of breath, dude, naming all of these fucking weapons that we're going to have to deal with. Oh, and by the way, they have the fourth best offensive line in the league as well. So that's the problem. Tristan Wirfs is jumping out of swimming pools, George. I don't know what to do about that. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I know Randy Smokedog Gregory ain't going to be getting around his ass. I know that's for sure. I hope to make Tom uncomfortable a few times in the game. You know, Tom doesn't like the defenders diving at his feet. So I hope we can get a little pressure on him. I have no confidence in my secondary, although they are revamped. I hope that... um, I mean, they did come from Atlanta, who is known for their defensive (laughs) back, bro. (laughs) We will see. um, At free safety, it'll it'll most likely be DeMonte KZ from Atlanta, as you said. Um, Malik Hooker might get a little playing time there as well. And Keanu Neal is going to get some uh, some time at linebacker for the first time in his career. And uh, our our second round rookie Kelvin Joseph is on the pup list. I'm I'm uh, sad to say he will not be playing in this game. So Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Trayvon Diggs, I have very high expectations for you, man. You've been going up against Amari Cooper. If y'all been watching Hard Knocks, he's a hey, dog. Okay. And um, okay. I will I do have to mention Amari Cooper kind of made him look an idiot. But Amari Cooper is an elite route runner, which brings me to something I'm excited about, which is not my defense. It is the trio of wide receivers, the three-headed monster known as Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. This is my key to victory. We have to get open. We have to beat man coverage. We have to beat zone coverage. Any kind of coverage they throw at us, we need these receivers open. I'm excited that Blake Jarwin is back. I wouldn't mind seeing some two tight end sets with Dalton Schultz, your doppelganger, and Blake Jarwin. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Tony Pollard or Zeke. I mean, he lost a little weight, so we'll give him a chance to catch the ball out of the backfield, maybe make somebody miss. Would you say the majority of the ball of the of Dak's throws are checkdowns? Would you say that no. based off of pass rush and based off of previous injury? No, you wouldn't dude. see. There's a bunch. It's going to be a checkdown galore, dude. dude you, you're going to see abstract tech checkdowns. You're going to see. You're going to see all kinds of. Dude, I don't know screen passes, bro. Oh, They're not throwing the ball downfield. Jesus Christ, you're making me so angry right now. Jack Prescott has developed as a passer, George. I'm not going to say he deserved 160 million, but he goddamn sure deserved 120 of it, dude. He doesn't I'm, have time. He doesn't have time though. He didn't have time last year because Tyron Smith. Okay. Zach Martin, these guys weren't healthy. Lyle Collins, they're all back. I'm not saying you questioned in a few of our team previews the depth of our O-line and if it's going to last over the course of a 17-game season. I have the same questions, but I do know that on Thursday, September 9th, we will have a healthy offensive line in Tampa Bay. And although I respect the pass rush, I think they can give Dak Prescott enough time to throw the ball downfield to C.D. Lamb. It doesn't take C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup very long to get downfield. Give them three and a half, four seconds, and they're going to get downfield. No disrespect to Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield, no Antoine boys. Antoine Winfield's not bad, yeah. Antoine Winfield, it's really cute, bro. You want to throw up the peace sign of Tyreek Hill? <laughs> yeah, you're the fucking moment. This ain't the moment, bro. Wow, We're coming cool, at bro. you. We're coming Person at you. I'm sorry, Buck fan. I don't want to upset you. But I don't think you can handle my wide receivers. I think you're going to stuff the run. I think that Tom Brady's going to put up points. I say the Cowboys start in the hole. Might as well give the Bucks a touchdown already. We're down. We're already down seven nothing. I'm fine with that. Okay. But I think Dak Prescott is used to playing from behind, and I think that we will constantly keep up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am not going to go full scale homer and say that the Cowboys win this game. But I think that we impress America. And we impressed the NFC East feast, and the Cowboys lose thirty-seven to thirty-three. Okay. What's your final score? What you got on that? I'm going to say ten to thirty-one. 
That is so disrespectful. <laughs> They're going to score sorry. one touchdown. I'm going to say 10 to 31. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset, but more than anything, bro, I'm just I'm just so excited. The fact that excited. the yes. next time that that I talk to you, we can't see that, bro. The next time that I talk to you, um, oh, <laughs> the next time that I talk to you, Mr. Van Riper, um, the get we'll have played football. There will be NFL football. This is this. I mean, it's like like I, I believe I quoted. And last unfortunately, week. the Eagles and the Falcons are playing football. You want to talk about Eagles and Falcons? You want to talk about it? We got to. <laughs> this is the, they're, they're part of the East. <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, the Nick Sirianni Nick Sirianni, excuse me, era will kick off at Mercedes Benz Stadium. I don't think Kanye will be there, so I will certainly be disappointed. But I know that Matt Ryan is going to be there, and the Falcons, although they can't stop a nosebleed, have a pretty damn good offense. Um, I'm expecting a lot of points in this game. I think. Um, if you're a fantasy guy and you got Matt Ryan or Jalen Hurts, you're going to put up some numbers. Um, Jalen both rushing the ball and throwing Matty Ice, just airing it out. Um, I, I see a lot of points. I see um, exciting. I think if you're watching NFL Red Zone, you're going to see a lot of Philly and Atlanta. Uh, what do you think about the game? You know, I'm interested to see the new guys, you know, Kyle Pitts. Stud. For one of them out Stud. of Florida. Going to have a – Going to have a promising career in the league as a whole. Yeah. Um, looking to see Matt Ryan kind of connect with him and get on the same wavelength. You know, they have Calvin Ridley. They have some good weapons out there. Their defense, trash. Sus. And, you know, Philly's obviously not the greatest offense, but it, it'll be interesting. I think Darius Slay had a subpar season last year, so Fair. I'm sure Fair he's enough. looking to recover uh, from his last year. You know, Wash or not Washington, sorry, Atlanta's, you know, offensive rushing attack they i got don't know what mike davis he played for carolina last year and uh when christian mccaffrey went down he filled in pretty admirably catches the ball well out of the backfield and although todd Gurley was a big name and obviously i know he went to the university of georgia so it was kind of cool to see him be the running back for the falcons last year mike davis is a better back so expect a better rushing attack i just don't know if they can block for mike davis but I think that he's going to do a decent job. But Philadelphia does have a hell of a defensive line. So I don't expect a big running uh, game from them. And like I said, I expect a lot of points. So I think that Matt Ryan is going to be in shotgun. I think he's going to be airing it out. Darius Slay, like you said, subpar last year. He's going to be going up against Calvin Ridley, who now for the first time in his career will be a true number one receiver because Matt Ryan is uh, missing somebody. Without julio jones and and that's gonna be big but i still think the falcons pass the ball and throw the rock a little bit because philly's defensive backs i think they're ranked 28th in the nfl uh they're gonna they're gonna struggle against atlanta and i and i do see i'll I'll sum this up i see atlanta winning this game 23 to 27 i think philly will try to control this game with the rushing attack uh with hurts maybe a little bit running some run option possibly uh i think they're gonna have to contain them if they want to win this game if they do not contain hurts I do see Philly having a, a great game and possibly winning this. But for now, I think the offensive weapons from the Atlanta Falcons, you know, will beat them out. What you got on a final score? I got 23-27 Atlanta. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'll yeah. go a little higher. I'll give the Falcons 30 and the Eagles 24. I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm right in that range. I think um, this is the first game for um, not only Nick Sirianni, obviously, who will be playing rock, paper, scissors on the sidelines if you guys watch close enough. Um, Arthur Smith. He was the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. 
his first head coaching job is in Atlanta. I'm excited to see the Arthur Smith era. I'm excited, as you said, I'm excited to see Kyle Pitts. And I think Atlanta will put up enough points to win. I see a competitive ball game here. I don't think these are two of the very best teams that the NFL has to offer. I don't see either of them sniffing the playoffs, but I do see a competitive football game in week one, and I will give the Eagles the big fat L. All right. All right. So I believe we are 0-2 already in the NFC East. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're so starting. So let's get into Washington. <laughs> <laughs> the champs, the defending champs, George. The defending champs at 7-9. and nine. I mm. can't wait till this year. I think there's going to be some steady improvements across the entire team and, and, and specifically the quarterback position. I think we all know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. I think everyone would say, hey, the guy can throw for 500 yards but also throw three or four picks. We're all on the same page there. We don't need to repeat it every single week. What I'm going to say is I've been a little bit kind of back and forth on our guy, Scott Turner, the play caller for the Washington football team. I'm really interested to see what he can do with Fitz, someone that can throw the rock a little bit. So I will be looking into that. I think Ron Rivera leads his troops, and I think they they pull out a victory, but based off of our boy, AG. Antonio Gibson will control this clock. He will run the ball a ton, and LA's defense is solid, but I think that... AG will get on third or fourth quarter with four to five yard rushing uh, yards every, you know, you know, per carry. So we'll see. What do you think about AG versus the LA Chargers defense? I think that Antonio Gibson is going to have a hell of a year. I think um, not so much for this game, but on a season long fantasy aspect, Antonio Gibson's a stud. He's going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. But I think in this game your offensive line is going to struggle against Joey Bosa and company. Joey Bosa was banged up last year, as was Derwin James, who I think is one of the best safeties in all of football. You know, he likes to come down in the box and bang. So I think AG... Because, hey! <laughs> I, think, I think... No, no I'm, I'm broke up. This is NFC East Feast Week 1, where I'm excited too. Feel free to shout. Um, I think... Because of the volume Antonio Gibson will receive, I know you guys cut Peyton Barber. So all that leaves you with is an undrafted free agent out of Buffalo, Jarrett Pattinson, who I do like. Who I love. You you love. I will say that you love him. I'm gonna co- I'm gonna go ahead and say he's gonna get 500 yards this year. Oh, dude, that's so that's that that hot is rushing yards. That hot is so take. <laughs> that that excuse me. That that take. Is, that hot, that is, hot so is so take. That take is so hot. You just singe my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I'm just saying the, the backup isn't as bad as you think. Um, I do want to get in the receivers just really quick. Deami Brown, Curtis Samuel, Scary Terry. These guys are going to get their looks, but I Pretty still good. think that this is going to be controlled by the running game. Okay. Well, I think that your offensive line is not that good other than Brandon Sheriff and the center, Chase Rulia. I think that your tackles Who are- was ESPN top 100, Brandon Sheriff. So. Okay, congratulate. Congratulations, George. I mean, he's not a bum, dude. He's literally like top I said he was five good. Offensive but, guards. But I know one thing for damn sure. Your tackles were not sniffing that top 100. And you're going to have a problem with the San Diego. Oh, I almost said, I said San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers pass rush. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw an interception. I, do, I will bet right now, George, I bet you a beer. 
Okay. If Ryan Fitzpatrick does not throw an okay. interception in this game, I okay. got you on a beer. All right. Listen here, guy. We're all going to work on our skill set. Okay. And so is Fitzy. All right. He's working towards it. And I think he goes, I think he throws three touchdowns and throws one interception. Yes. Is he? Yeah. All right. That's fair. No, fair enough. Fair enough. He will, he will throw touchdowns. You know that. Um, you, you already named the receiving core, man. It's, it's the best receiving core. I think the Washington football team has had in quite some time. Yeah. I love Terry yeah. McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. He's been uh, a little banged up with the COVID all training camp, but I think he's going to make plays for you. Maybe even running the football too. a couple gadget plays. He's uh he's pretty good at that. And um, Logan Thomas, you did not mention, dude. I love yep. Logan Thomas, man. He's he, he's only going to get better. The guy this is transitioned to, to the tight end position so seamlessly. And now he's actually learning. Like so, so the the uh, the ceiling on him is very high. So I'm excited to see Logan. But let's, dude, let's, let, let's not forget about LA's offense, dude. That's what I'm worried lethal, about. Lethal, lethal. The Chargers' offense does look good. Obviously, Washington's football team's defense is one of the top five in the league. Agreed. That's why this game is so interesting. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckert. Um, you know, Eckler, sorry, and uh, Justin Herbert threw 31 touchdowns, mm-hmm. 10 interceptions nice. last year. You know, yeah. so I think he's no he's no bum, dude. No, he's no bum, and he didn't have much of a team last year. The, the Chargers struggled. Anthony Lynn got fired at the end of the year. This will be um, a lot of new head coaches in the NFL. Um, this will be Brandon Staley's first game as a head coach. He was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. If you know anything about the Rams defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the boys, they were raw. So it's a new regime in Los Angeles, and I expect Justin Herbert to pick up right where he left off. He was, dude, nothing short of spectacular as a rookie. I mean, he looked poised. He's got very good weapons. Uh, Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in the league. All right, real quick. Let me cut you off, dude. I'm I'm going to ask you a question real quick. I'm going to ask you a question. Position group-wise, quarterback, ready, go. Justin Herbert or Fitz? Herbert, check, right? You're going to say Herbert, right? Okay. Running back. Running back position. Washington, L.A. I will say with the depth that you have, I will slightly give it to Washington. You, Defense, you Washington or LA? Washington football team. Receiving group, tight ends, Washington, LA. Chargers. Okay. Okay. Dude, they got BMW, Big Mike Williams as a wide receiver too. I don't know if you know, they signed Jared Cook, who seems to bounce around the league. Jared but- Cook, bro. Let's stop talking about The guy was good on fantasy football maybe eight years ago, bro. <laughs> We're still talking about Jared Cook. Why is the guy still around, dude? Because Honestly, he's a big bro. athlete, dude. He co- dude, that, dude, if that guy gets COVID, he's dying, dude. That's how old Jared <laughs> Cook is. Jared Cook still makes plays, bro. He played for the Saints last year. He, he scored like a handful of touchdowns, bro. Jared Cook is a good tight end, dude. I don't know why yeah, you're hating dude. on my boy Cook. All right, bro. Anyways, dude. But no, Logan Thomas is definitely better than Jared Cook is all I'm saying. Okay? Yeah, probably. Probably. But I'll, right. still, I'll, anyway. still, I'll still take their um, receivers slash tight ends just because I'm such a big fan of Keenan Allen. What do you got as far as the score? How about that? I want to hear I got the Los Angeles Chargers winning. Oof. <clears throat> 23 to 20 competitive game. I think that Fitzpatrick, well, I'll, I'm with you. I'll still, he'll, he'll only throw one pick. He's not going to lose this game for you, but I think the chargers at home, they got a lot of momentum with the kid Herbert coming into his sophomore season. I just think that they do enough to get the win. I'll give them. Um, I know. I, I don't know who their kicker is. They had Michael Badgley. I believe they cut him, but I, I got a walk off field goal by the chargers kicker. A very, a very good game. 
Um, something I want to talk about before we uh, we hop on to the next game is I didn't give my score. What's your score, George? My score <laughs> is going to surprise some people. Oh wow! I'm actually taking the Chargers in this game. I'm actually taking the Chargers 20-17. I think we're going to start off slow in the first half. Fitz is going to realize he's going to need to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. Uh, we've been known to start off a little bit slow at right. the beginning of the year. And not only the beginning of the year, but the beginning of the first quarter because we haven't I – don't, I don't think we scored a touchdown in the first quarter all of last year. So I hope this changes. I don't see it changing week one. But, yeah, man, I'm taking the Chargers 20-17. to 17. I respect that, man. You, you know, you're try, trying trying to not be such a homer, and it's not an easy game. It's not like you're picking um, the the football team to go in to Cincinnati and like shit the bed and take an L. Like it's it's a, it's a respectable loss. If y'all play the Chargers tough for four quarters, it's not like you're going to hang your hats on that. Like I think what could be a problem though for the Chargers is the best defensive line in football, which you have in Washington against an offensive line that lacks continuity. I love Rashawn Slater. They drafted him in the first round out of Northwestern. I love Corey Lindsley. He's a pro bowler that came over from Green Bay. So their offensive line is definitely improved. And I think as the season goes on, Justin Herbert will get the protection that he needs to ascend to the next level. But I think in week one, it could be an issue. So I think Herbert may have a little dirt on his jersey, but I think we're in agreement here that he will do enough to get the victory for the Chargers. It's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be one of the better games in week one. I'll, I'll say that. It's very. It's kind of odd. You know what I mean? Seeing like the matchup in general is, is not like a rivalry, It's but it's it's a very evenly matched game, and, and I think it'll be an exciting one. I'm looking for forward sure. to that. Well, the last game will be played at 4.30 Eastern time in the NFC East, and that is the New York football giants traveling to Mile High Field in Colorado to play the Denver Broncos. And this is kind of a sneaky good game too, man. I think you um, are obviously are going to say the Cowboys are going to get blown out. I think all four NFC East games are going to be very competitive this weekend coming up. So, and I think this is another one. Uh, the, the Broncos defense is nothing to play with. The return uh, of Saquon Barkley. Ooh, Saquon is back. Um, I would imagine he's going to be on some sort of pitch count, maybe 12 to 15 touches. So we may see uh, Devontae Booker, I believe, is their backup. They cut Corey Clement and Alfred Morris during camp, So, it, which is kind of strange to me. If you have a running back coming off of an ACL injury to not have as much depth at the running back position as, as, as they have. But um, Saquon's a stud, man. I don't expect him to blow up this game. I think it'll take him two, three weeks to get back to his old form. And the fact that they have a garbage offensive line. That's one thing. Very few things did I learn this preseason because a lot of teams didn't play their starters other than like teams like the Patriots who were trying to figure out the Mac Jones, Cam Newton situation. But one thing that I, I mean, I didn't learn it. I knew it last year, but affirmed for me was the fact that the New York Giants have a terrible offensive line, man. And I love their weapons. Uh, Kenny Galladay is banged up as he always is, but he will be their number one receiver in this game. And when you line up Galladay, Sterling Shepard, uh, Darius Slayton, excuse me, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, like they, they got some weapons, man. So the, I, I just I just think that the Denver pass rush with Bradley Chubb 
and Von Miller is going to be a problem for old Danny Dimes. How are you feeling? I think game? Danny Dimes is Danny Dimes is going to have some issues, man. I really do like this Denver defense, and that's not just in the front seven with Von Miller and 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 uh, Bradley Chubb, but. Mm. The back end. Right. You know, they just drafted Patrick Sertan, right? Uh, Everyone's been excited about that. I know the boys won in the first round. They yeah, didn't get yeah, him. Yeah. They had to settle for Micah, bro. Yeah, I don't think we you know? settled for Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons had the highest rated grade for any rookie defender during the preseason. Okay. So we I'm didn't- just saying that's probably the only highest grade he'll ever get because so- I saw him on hard knocks and he's, he's definitely up there as far as being a character. Um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, they're back in. The Denver's back in with Ronald Darby, with Kyle Fuller, and with Patrick Sertan. Right. Um, you know, what well, they, they will get some covered sacks against that awful Giants offensive line. So I am excited to see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in general, with Teddy Bridgewater being the starting quarterback at Denver, I've never had a, you know, I don't know what my perception is on Teddy. I think he's a B minus quarterback. What? How do you? I don't know. I, I'm curious to know like what other people think about Teddy Bridgewater because he's not a bad quarterback. No, he is a like. It's funny that the the word bridge is literally in his name. He's a bridge quarterback. So I feel like if Denver would have gotten one of these rookies in the draft, he's the perfect guy that you want to start for six to eight weeks. Maybe you start him the whole season, kind of like they did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Unfortunately, they don't really have a franchise quarterback because clearly, if Drew Locke was the franchise, he would have beat out Teddy Bridgewater in the preseason. He did not. Drew Locke will be the backup. And I think that it's kind of it's going to sound weird to say it, but the lack of playmaking and Teddy Bridgewater's style will make Denver a better team than they were last oh, totally year. totally agree. To- with be- that defense, I think yes. you're right. Yep. Because yep. he will not turn the ball over. Drew Locke has a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick in his DNA. He likes to get Bro, a little wild, man. He likes, to throw- out of it. <laughs> he likes to throw it up for grabs a little bit. And bro, when you have – I'm going to call Denver's weapons elite. When you line up Jerry, Judy, Cortland Court- Sutton, K.J. Hamler – uh, Noah Fant is a very athletic tight end they have. And you got uh, Melvin Gordon in the back. Melvin I Gordon, mean, as well as yeah. Javante Williams, a rookie out of yes, North Carolina. Yes, rookie out of North Carolina. So, the, I mean, dude, Denver, and they, have, and they have an above average offensive line. So there's nothing that Denver is really missing other than a quarterback. So if Teddy can come in there and play like he did for Minnesota or like he did for New Orleans for those five games Drew Brees has heard a few years ago, Denver's going to be all right. But if we see the Teddy Bridgewater who struggled in Carolina last year, we're looking at another subpar season in Denver. So what do you got, bro? What do you I've got for this one? Got, I've got the Broncos winning. I've got another loss for the NFC East. I've got the Broncos winning an ugly game 24 to 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually have them losing as well because of Denver's defense, and I I don't think they'll be able to control the clock like they want to because Saquon's going to be on a pitch count, like you said. I see this game being ugly, and I'm going to see it 13 to 17 Broncos. 13 7. Yeah, we're, we're both on the same page there. I think um, Daniel Jones is going to struggle with the pass rush a little bit. And um, like you said, Saquon's just not there yet to make those home run plays. One guy I think would be remorse if we didn't name, though, is when you're going through Denver secondary, they have a safety, Justin Simmons, who got the bag. He got the bag in the offseason, man. He's one of the highest paid safeties in the, safeties in the league, and he's a stud. So um, so those all those cute weapons that the Giants have, um, they're going to be put to the test against Denver. And I think we're going to find out very quickly 
um, how good this revamped Giants offense is. And this is a big year for Daniel Jones, man. Like he's playing for money, just like Baker Mayfield is over in Cleveland. So we're, I, I say by Thanksgiving, we're going to know that Daniel Jones is either going to get a contract extension or he's going to be looking for a backup job, kind of like Mitchell Trubisky did going from Chicago, where he's now backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo. So the Giants, I think, I think the Giants don't finish the season well. They're not, they're not going to be bad enough to suck and get a top five pick and be drafting the Spencer Rattlers and Sam Howells of the world next year. I say if the Giants go maybe seven and ten, I look to see the front office there, David Gettleman, maybe trade up because they're going to have to go get one of these quarterbacks. But we'll see. There's a lot of football to be played before that happens, but I don't think this is the game for Daniel Jones. He will have better games, probably against my Cowboys defense, for one, but this is not the one. And both quarterbacks got to prove something. Like you said, Danny Dimes has to prove something, and so does Bridgewater. I mean, he wants to secure that bag as well. And it, it's it's going to be a tight one, but it's at the end of the day, I think the Broncos' defense is just going to outplay him. So, George, you had we all actually we both are we are we in unison and all that we had the Cowboys losing. <laughs> we had Dude, we're zero and four, bro. And we were talking about how the NFC East was going to be so good this year too. They're going to be much better though. Do not, guys, do not take this lack of respect for Week One on how George and I feel of the season long outlook of the NFC East. I think the Eagles are going to struggle, but I think they'll be for a last place team, which I think is what they'll be. They're not going to be horrible. I, th- I still think that they'll scratch their way to s- at least six wins. I'm curious, um, do you think if the Cowboys played the Chargers right now, who would you pick? If it was in Dallas, I would take the boys. I would take us oh. to, to much like you, <laughs> to take the L out in Los Angeles. Okay. I think we would have trouble. We would have, I mean, I, if I'm going to sit here and say that you guys are going to have a hard time with Justin Herbert and those weapons, imagine what they yeah. would do to the Cowboys, especially in week one. Like this, I'm hoping what my hope is for the Cowboys is with this new Dan Quinn defense, which is much more simple. Mike Nolan fucked up and he made the defense way too complicated and our subpar players never picked up on it. With this simple defense, I'm hoping that throughout the year we can just learn to be average. That's my goal. Just be average. But week one. No, it's it's that that's that's not the one, especially when you're playing Tom Brady or if you're playing Justin Herbert. It's just it's just not 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 going to be um our our best football. But like I said, I, I expect that's what's, us that's what's so play. great about this league, bro. That's what's so great about this league. We can all be optimistic. Week one, I got a cool but staff for us. For you. I got a cool staff for you, George. What's yeah, but to, um, every year for the past twenty seasons in the NFL, four. Teams who made the playoffs the previous year missed the playoffs, and four teams who did not make the playoffs make the playoffs. It's happened every single year for wow, the, over twenty years now. So we can kind of you can kind of pound the table and say it. There will be four new teams in the playoffs this year. Will one of them be one of the teams in the NFC East? You know, I think so. I think the Cowboys are going to win the division and go to the playoffs. But there will there will be some changing of the guard, if not just in the NFC East, the entire league. So. This is the best time of the year, man, because you know, because everybody has optimism, everybody has hope. Clearly, the Buccaneers fans should be, you know, filled with it because they're they're returning all twenty two starters on a Super Bowl team. But even in Philly, you know, although we think that they're going to be the, the last place team, there's optimism. There's a new coach. You get you get um an, an off season with Jalen Hurts. So like, there, no team I really think is going to go into this year thinking that they're going to be trash. 
And that's what's fun, man. That's, that's, that's what makes it fun for football guys like us. That's for sure, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I think we're going to get our boy Jay Luds on the line. Oh, dude, it, it ain't the NFC shortly, East huh? feast without shooting with Luds. We got Luds live in studio, too. Jay Luds, where you at? What's going on, fellas? Glad to what be back. It? New year, uh, new predictions, baby. Let's go. Luds, you were a 500 better last year in the NFC East, which considering how goddamn awful we were and how hard to predict we were, I give you kudos, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a tough year last year, man. I mean, look at the division. It was uh, yeah. 7 and 10 and Washington won. So it's hopefully better this year and easier on me. I love how pretentious you sound now that you're a Bucks fan and you weren't in Super Bowls. <laughs> you're like, oh, you know, the NFC East is pretty awful. But, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks won the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Must All right, go nice. ahead. Let's, well, I'm glad the Bucks are, are playing the, the, uh, the East this year. I could say that. Ouch. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Luds, it's on you, dude. Um, let's start in uh, Atlanta and let's start us off with Philly in Atlanta. How you seeing that one going? What's your shooting? So uh, Atlanta's favored minus three and a half points. Okay. At Atlanta. Um, I like the addition of Devontae Smith, at wide receiver for the Eagles. For sure. I think he's going to be an X factor. Um, yep. He's a PPR guy. The guy just gets catches. He gets open. Atlanta's defense is pitiful. And uh, before the show, I remember George was mentioning he can't name one guy in Atlanta's defense. So <laughs> that should tell you something right there. I'm actually taking the Eagles plus three and a half this game. I got the Eagles winning 24-21. Ah, starting ah. off the Nick Sirianni era with a W. Luds already has more respect for our division than we do, George. <laughs> I know. I just thought about that, dude. That's awesome. I like it. No, I like it. I, th- I think that's a competitive football game. And I, t- I think the plus three and a half, even if the Eagles were to lose that game, I think it, um, they'll be right in there. So I, I think yeah, it's a good call, sure. Luds. Thank you. Next game. Next. All right, what do you got on the docket? I think it's the. Let's uh, go. Uh, let's go out to Los Angeles and see how uh, Mr. Van Riper's football team fares against the Chargers. So before I get into this pick, August 9th, the Washington team preview. GVR takes Washington over the Los Angeles Chargers. Says Fitz is going to light it up with three touchdowns. Gets the hot starts. And then today he decides to go against his boys. So George is all over the place. What happened? Did you see something no, maybe in preseason I, that gave you cold I've, feet? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Thank you, Les, for calling me out, dude, because <laughs> it shows you. It shows the football fan your emotions. And when you start watching them a little bit a little closer, you start seeing some interviews. You start seeing a little bit of a news story about the corner not doing very well, this and that. You start to get a little bit worried. And you start to realize that. Maybe you're not as good as you think you are. And that's where I'm at right now. And I don't think it's a bad place to be. Um, but thank you for calling me out, Luds. Um, yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. But, uh, you know, a few weeks later, like you said, you start hearing some chitter at a spring uh, training camp and, you know, you could change your mind. And it is a tough uh, first week matchup. The Chargers are no joke on offense. So, um, so if you guys remember, uh, Coach Rivera's opening game last year with the Washington football team came back from a deficit. And beat the Eagles by ten points in Week One. Yep. They're at home. They're at home. I think that uh, Fitz Magic, with that veteran leadership, can come in there, sling it. I do have Washington winning this game, thirty to twenty-four. And uh, Ooh, 
I'm, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm two and zero oh in the in the East right now, boys. Two and zero oh in the East, and um, <laughs> what is the oh. what um is that? Are the Chargers are they actually favored in that game? Chargers minus uh, one, it's correct? A pick up. Minus one. Is it yep. Chargers minus one? Okay. okay. It's yep. George. Honestly, probably depending on what site you're looking on, it probably go going back and forth between a pick up and minus one. So, so you're you're going to go with, with the slight upset and take the football team to get the the, uh, the W. Yes, sir. But they are winning thirty to twenty four. So confidence home. in the East. I love it, bro. Well, let's uh, let's go to Mile High Stadium. How do you think um, old Danny Dimes is going to do against that Broncos defense? So the Giants. Um, you know, well, actually, I'll start off with Denver's defense. I like. I'm going to touch off what you guys are saying. I think they're underrated. Great secondary, good corners. I think with Saquon coming back, I think Danny Dimes can make enough clutch plays in the game, even rush the ball a little bit to get some first downs. He does um, have wheels. People sleep on that. He does. That's he does. He can run a little bit. He can scramble a little too. I mean, uh, he can make a play happen if he needs to. Uh, it's early in the season. I'm going Giants plus two and a half. I'm taking the Giants 21 3-0 in the East. And uh, I, I, just, I, think, I think the Giants beat them, man. I don't think Denver has enough offense to keep up with that Giants stout defense. Don't forget about the Giants defense. Giant, Giants stout rushing defense. Well, Their DBs are good. They have Bradbury. I'm not, I'm not saying Bradbury, they signed. They signed a Dory Jackson from the Titans. And they have Jabril Peppers, who's made a Pro Bowl at the safety position. So, I mean, the whole – and Blake Martinez at linebacker, good call. Yeah. You know, the, 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 yeah. The, no, the, the, the Giants have a – The Giants defense. are good. The Giants are good. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, yeah, that's that's – you sold me a little bit there, Lutz. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was good. Don't forget about their defense, man. And Denver, I mean, when did they prove they can keep keep up with uh, scoring? I mean, they just can't score enough points. I don't. You're I don't right. Well, if Teddy Bridgewater can be a you know more of a point guard, a distributor, and get to those weapons, we I think that they could be a more efficient offense. I don't think they would be prolific by any means. But you got if kids, if you're keeping score at home. Jay Luds has the NFC East three and zero, and I'm going to stop you right here in your tracks, Luds, because I know you're not going to predict the NFC East to go four and zero, because my Cowboys are traveling to your hometown. I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to make your pick for you, guys. Jay Luds is going to swallow the seven and a half and take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The floor so, is yours. Uh, so new Reef Donkey B will same results, buddy. Oh, oh. So, uh, this is the Tampa Bay defense in February. This year, back in February, kept Patrick Mahomes the zero points in the Super Bowl. Not one touchdown. So that's impressive right there. Secondary or not, their secondary is the weakest part of their team overall. Right. Uh, they did find a kicker, so they can't kick the ball now. But, uh, they got yeah, Matt Gay? Team, what's that? Matt Gay? No, is that no, their kicker? No, no. Um, uh, Oh my suck god! Up? You're gonna kill me. Yeah, suck up. Yep, suck up. <clears throat> he was great not gay. Him. Suck up. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> those are two. Those are two very interesting last yeah. names made together. So, like you guys said, I'll touch ba- uh, off what you guys said. You guys obviously know uh, Bucks are number one defense against the run. I think they're going to swallow Zeke up. They may try to throw some screens to Zeke, try to open them up a little bit. But those linebackers are so fast with Levante yeah. and. And Devonta and um, um, Devin White, and then also don't forget Devin White had nine sacks last year as a linebacker, so Damn. he can get after it. Prescott, I'm going to give you a name. Okay, Prescott is going to be introduced to Joe Tryon Shalinka. 
first round pick for the Buccaneers, D lineman. The guy has impressed in training. He went camp. to Washington, right? Washington sat out last year. Uh, the guy's strong. He's oh, quick he was on afraid of COVID nineteen. Yeah, I'm sure Dak's shaking in his cleats, yeah. bro, about your boy Joe Tryon. Well, Dak needs to be worried about his hurt shoulder going into this game because the guy hasn't thrown a ball in six weeks. Oh, that dude, that that also singed my other eyebrow. That that take was so hot, bro. He's throwing the football, dude. <laughs> he just didn't fucking play in preseason. You're so disrespectful. You're like Van Riper over here. Jesus Christ, I can't. Let me let me go rub some salt on my uh, McGriddle, buddy. I'm worried about this game. Yeah. Leave Jerry Jones. Leave Jerry Jones cholesterol out of this. All right, dude. If, I'm if it, honestly, I I eat my McGriddles the same way. Shout out to Jerry Jones for throwing salt on if, the McGriddle. If nobody knows what we're talking about, if you guys haven't seen Hard Knocks, there's a scene where Jerry Jones gets a McGriddle and puts enough salt on the thing to clog a goddamn artery. <laughs> and and it Jay Ludd said. Jerry's trying to kill himself before the year starts. That's how bad the team's going to be. Yeah, he did. And uh, to touch base on my week one picks, uh, I do want to go over my overall results for the East. Yeah, how do you think uh, we're going to finish? So here's what their overall records I think will end up being and where they finish in the East. So coming in last place, I do unfortunately be, and I'm not picking on the Dallas Cowboys because they played the, the Bucks week one. Right. But I do have Dallas going 6-11. and 11. Oh. Finishing last in the NFC East. Oh my I God. do have Philly, wow. Philly Eagles coming in at seven and ten, coming in, in third place in the East. I have the Washington football team at ten and seven. A respectable Let's could be a wild go. card in second place. And I do have the Giants winning the East at eleven and six. Whoa. I think the Giants defense is seriously no joke, and I think Danny Dimes can can make enough plays and getting Barkley back helps. So these are hot takes, dude. These are hot. These are hot takes. These are my predictions. It's it's preseason, man. You never know. So it's not preseason anymore, brother. We we are T minus seventy two hours from the real thing, my friend. So I'm gonna say, based off your predictions, you think that the NFC East will get two teams into the playoffs, correct? I do. I do. Because I Uh, I agree with that. I will not agree with the two teams, but I do think. What would you say, real quick, Les? I'm just curious. Who would you say as far as the matchup, not the team, not the best team to go against the Bucks, but the matchup you're worried about most. What would you say in the East versus the Bucks? Who are you worried about most? Honestly, I would hate to play the 49ers. I think they're no out of the teams. East. The out, East out of the no. East. Out of the whole out of the, 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 whole, out of the, the NFL NFL teams. teams. Out, out of no, the no, East. no, no, no. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. In the East, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's a bad if I say nobody. Like I, I nobody love, I love how Lutz, Lutz, Lutz is literally not worried. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Listen, right, I know, right. Lutz, I know one thing. Last Man, I year, hope the boys win now, bro. That was such a thank I you. Hope the thank boys you, George. Win. Oh, yeah, go, go. Lutz, I don't know if you remember last year on Monday Night Football. The New York Giants gave you guys a hell of a test. So I'm going to answer your question for you because I know you guys play the Buccaneers again on Monday Night Football. I think your biggest test will not be against the Washington football team. I think your biggest test in this division will be when you guys play the Giants on Monday Night Football. But let's not look ahead too far because I'm not done with you yet, sir, because you're going to have a hell of a test on Thursday night with my Dallas Cowboys. And despite the disrespect of the 6-11 and record, you are going to have your hands full, my friend. The Dallas Cowboys are going to put up some points. Your vaunted defense is going to be exposed. I have a healthy offensive line. I have a franchise quarterback whose shoulder and leg are fine. I'm coming in full health. 
And I'm coming in clearly <laughs> full of optimism because I think we're going to give you guys a hell of a football game. You don't think – right, how many points – what's your final score on that game? 31-10. And that's what <laughs> – that's what I was trying to hold up to show you because George said 31-10. I'm in oh, yeah, yeah. Earlier, if you guys heard that, um, <laughs> love to try to show the score. So you all both have the Cowboys scoring one touchdown. And we didn't even talk about it. We didn't talk about this. We literally have the exact same score. Dude, like I said, when they hold Mahomes to zero touchdowns, that's multiple injuries. Bro. I'm sorry. I, yeah. They swallowed the Patrick run. Mahomes Zeke's not going to be able to run. Patrick Mahomes had two backup tackles, bro. We got Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith. Those are above average. Have what? you seen it, our D you're line? Comparing what, you're comparing the Super Bowl ver- against this. I mean, the week the, the planning goes into that game way more so than week one. Week one are very full true. of surprises. Let's very be true. real here. Very true. Very true. Um, but the D line, don't sleep on the D line. Jason, no, the, D line, the D line is fantastic. Dude, we bro. are just we're talking to a Bucks fan. B Wells, just Dude, remember I, that. I can you know see what I'm saying? Just, I can see the hubris pouring out of his eyelids, bro. Like these Bucks fans. First of all, Bucks fans, I love you, but you are so goddamn spoiled right now. And guess what, guys? Tom Brady, he's probably going to play till he's 45. But when he retires, you are going to be the worst franchise in the history of professional sports. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a fact. This is a stat. Luz knows this. The worst winning percentage in the history of team sports. We're talking baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I hope you enjoy the next two to three years because y'all are going to suck big fat expletives stop, for the stop, next few seasons, it. okay? You've there are so teams worked in the up. NFL. There are teams in the NFL that do not have a Super Bowl. So you can't really say they're the worst. No, we winning percentage-wise. Winning percentage-wise, the Bucs are... I get that, we will, say they're the worst organization. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, okay, okay. We'll hash I'm, this out on Thursday night, Luz. Yeah. But thank you, as all, thank you, as always, for those wonderful picks. Joe Bob's going <laughs> to love me. Oh, Joe yeah, Buck. for sure, I hope Joe man. Buck and Troy Aikman not. Actually, I think that opening game is going to be on NBC, so we'll probably have Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in the booth for that one. What are you guys doing for the game? What are you cooking up, George? You got anything on GVR Cooks? GVR, you cooking? Big game Thursday. Oh man, I'm I'm chilling, man. Honestly, I'm just going to be locked in. I'm sure I'll cook some ribs up or something on the Traeger. But yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. The food's always good. I'll have a couple beers, and I'm just going to be locked into uh, week one of the NFL. Week one, man. I will be at the Hooters in St. Pete on Fourth Street with my best friend Maddie Richmond and the love of my life, Miss Amy Gatorna. That's a good shout out right there. I hope I get some points for that. Let's go. I I hope you do. I am so excited for not only Thursday night, but just week one, man. Just week one, bro. I mean, I'm going to be locked in the NFL Renzo, watching the football team and the Chargers, watching the Eagles and the Falcons, watching the Giants and the Broncos and every other goddamn team in this league. Because it's football season, people. And I know if y'all listen to NFC East Feast, y'all are as excited as us, man. Thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed the Season 2 premiere. And we cannot wait to do this every single week until January. And thank you for always listening to the NFC East. Feast!